Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. What else can we blow up in space? Anything you can think of that, you know, we might want to send a spacecraft up there to intercept or, no? Uh, well, we should stop, you know, if Putin nukes us, right? That we should have something. We as, need a place to go. But it wasn't that uh, what uh, Reagan was had a plan for that, right? Uh, yeah, the Star Wars defense system, right? Yeah, no, what happened to that? Is that, that going to work? Uh, not save us from we're gonna, North we're Korean gonna, missiles? We're, we're going to find out if any of their defense systems actually work. If Putin That's why you have your bunker. Nukes. You're yeah. not taking any chances no, on it. It's, it's, well, it's the government. I, I don't believe in anything anymore. No claims made by anyone. I, I assume everything is hype. There's a, there's a, a a scam, some kind of racket, some kind of profit motive for everybody involved. Everybody's got some uh, earth-shaking, life-changing answer. And no, they don't. Everyone has a prediction. No, you don't. The, 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 right. the business of America now is a racket. It's fooling, pe- fooling people with hype. All right, we'll talk a bit about uh, the electric car future of California this uh, speaking hour. Speaking of one. Right now, though, we want to call attention to this story. It concerns a woman in Van Nuys who is having a particular problem with a vagrant that I'm not sure I've ever seen a story quite like this before. Here it is from ABC7 reporter Amy Powell. I came out one day to go to work. It was probably 8 o'clock in the morning, 8, 7.30. He's standing right on my patio. It has happened numerous times over the last several weeks. An apparently homeless man showing up on Shakola Thompson's patio day and night, sleeping on the furniture, tagging her wall, and trying to enter her home. He came to my house um, yesterday morning and tried to break in. She first realized something strange was happening when she saw graffiti on her wall after returning from a trip. She checked her doorbell camera and saw that the man had become a regular visitor. Thompson calling the police yesterday. Use your hands, stand up. Stand up, let's go. He told the police yesterday that 
he lives here and he does not live here. I do not know him. You know, I do not know this man. A few hours after he was taken away, he returned. I just feel like they're not taking, you know what I mean, this serious, you know? They're not taking my safety seriously, you know? I live here, I'm alone. Shakola is frustrated that police are doing more to keep the man from returning to her door. She worries that he could become violent. Face that way and walk towards me. Like, he could come in, he can harm me, you know what I mean? He could bogart his way into my house. You know, it's not fair. Shakola says she may have to take some additional steps to protect herself, but most of all, she just wants to have her space back. Right, that's what, ABC 7's Amy what, Powell. So, what, 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 what is everybody in the L.A. government waiting for? Are they waiting for this poor woman to get killed? It's a crazy guy that thinks he I'm, lives there. Yeah, right. And, and, and so the chief of police, Michael Moore, Eric Garcetti... Uh, the council, they, 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 they all think this woman has to live now in fear that every day is going to be her last. Every time she leaves the house, the guy might jump her and knife her and leave her for dead. Yeah, how or long before her. he I, decides, because I live here, we got to get her out? Right. He's eventually going to decide that she's the intruder and he is standing his ground, defending his property. I, 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 it's shocking that nobody cares about any of this in government. Stuff that we cared about for hundreds, thousands of years on how to protect uh, ordinary people and their homes. Now, now there's nothing. There's zero interest. For you what reason? This. We normally get worked up when there's somebody who's got, you know, an RV parked in front of your house or there's an encampment down the street in the park. But yeah. imagine some guy on your front porch all the time. That's what I, well, see, Did you see the video? He sits there and smokes. He's looking around. Yeah, it's his place. Yeah, it's his place. He's right. just kind his, of relaxing. His, his brain is fried. Who, who knows what kind of circuits are now misfiring. And he's convinced himself that this is my house, this is where I live, and he knows nobody's going to stop him. So he can just keep being a little bolder and a little bolder. Eventually, he's going he's gonna to find his way inside and then refuse to leave. And yeah, she still, said, I hope they can take him away to be evaluated. They have to do something other than just come and threaten what, him with what arrest. Is, what is... What is the what is the point of this? Why allow him to do this? What what all these all these woke holes in government? What are you proving here? That people don't have the right to own a home anymore? That's part of your plot to end capitalism is to make people uncomfortable living in their homes so they could what? What 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 is what is the final outcome of this? If we're all going to end up with homeless people squatting on our properties, how does that how does that uh, advance your agenda? What are you getting out of this in the end? You're, you're just you're destroying our way of life. I, that, that, that's the only conclusion. I keep going through this in my mind over and over again. I, oh, I, me I meant to say when I, I went to San Francisco this weekend, right? Went oh, up, that's right. Went up yeah. to Oakland. We saw the the Mets play the A's. Met my son, who's up there, and my wife and I uh, get in. Well, we took we we took a plane, and then we rented a car, and we were driving down. Interstate 280, and we get off on the Sixth Sixth uh, Avenue exit, which takes you in the Mission District. And I've been to you know San Francisco maybe you know ten times over the years, but I never really had a clear understanding of the map, and I didn't know where the bad problems were. We picked a hotel that I thought for sure wasn't going to have any problems. Right? It was in an area town. I thought for sure, and I was right. It was a good hotel. It was clean, but. Getting there, 
I didn't know what the good way to get there was. We came off that exit ramp, and holy crap, I've never seen anything like this. My wife actually was driving, absolutely terrified, because it truly was zombies. Zombies <laughs> that had climbed out of the grave, and they're all wandering around the streets and the sidewalks, their eyes bugged out, emaciated, crazed look on their face, disheveled. There's furniture everywhere. You look around, my wife goes, he's got a living room set there. I looked over, yeah, the guy really had a living room set. He had a sofa, he had tables. Yeah, it gets elaborate, I've seen that. And they're all fighting with each other. They're screaming at each other. And for a few moments, there was this this sense of claustrophobia because, you know, you're in San Francisco traffic. It's bumper to bumper. It's light to light. So you're trapped. You have a row of cars parked on the right-hand side. You have you have a, a, a row of cars in the lane next to you, and you're stuck at a light. You're, you're, you're five cars back. You are trapped, and you see all these, these, these like, like monsters staggering past your car, and if one of them is going to jump on your car or try to smash your window, you're a dead duck. You can't get out of there, and it was just horrifying, and there were so many of them, and they were so belligerent. They weren't just laying on the on the ground in, in their heroin stupors. These were these were meth addicts. They were agitated. They were making a lot of noise. They're waving their arms. Oh my God. It's just crazy. Yeah, you haven't been there in a while. Got to the hotel and got out a map, and it's like, all right, we gotta plot a new route. You can't go in that tenderloin or, or mission district. You just can't. Now we went up to the more touristy areas like the Fisherman's Wharf in North Beach. And they've kept, they've kept the uh, the vagrants and the insanity out of those districts because that's where you know people come to visit and enjoy themselves. But, boy, you go south a little, south of Union Square. I just, I mean, I'd seen crap in L.A., but there was something about being trapped in the traffic and having so many of just wandering around staggering. It's like, what is the upside of this? What are you doing? Why would you run a city like this? Why would people vote for public officials to create this and not fix it, not end it? I don't understand. It's 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 like being dropped on, on a planet of zombies. The New York Post did a story that some New York parents have to take their kids to therapy because their kids are constantly seeing drug addicts and, and raving vagrants encountering them every day one woman told the post my daughter has seen everything from fornication masturbation defecation urination you name it she's seen it this little girl gets upset when she sees quote the dying people the junkies who look dead and she thinks no one is helping them wow i never even thought of that before but the impact on children no and remember most of the city council was allowing these encampments in front of schools here in L.A. all these years. So the kids were seeing that on their walk to school. Oh, remember that video from San Francisco where the kids got off the bus and had to walk through the homeless encampment on yeah. the sidewalk and all the drug addicts lying there? And do the poop hopscotch. Yeah. See, the yeah. progressives would say, well, they need to be exposed to the real problems so they understand how people suffer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so they could so they could have you shouldn't shelter them from it all these, and hide the homeless. So they could be all freaked out and have all this psychiatric trauma. See, that's actually their perspective. You can't hide yeah. the homeless. Yeah. You need to have it in your face. No, 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 no. This has got to end. 
These people and their wacky philosophies have got to end. We can't live this way. There's more of us than there are of them. They're a fringe. They're less than 10% of the country. They're like 8% of the country that believes in this stuff. It's been a hostile takeover. Of, 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 I, I, I hate these people. I hate them. I hate them. They're they're in they're in the government. They're in the media. They're in academia. Academia, rather. The, 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 I I can't stand their influence. I can't stand their stupid philosophies. I don't want to hear them anymore. I we've got people have got to rebel against this crowd. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Kent Show, KFI AM six forty live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, we'll talk in a moment about this El Segundo Times story about these college students who are basically homeless. We'll explain. And they're also food insecure. Yeah. And right I, now, we'd like to just play this 30-second ad from Rick Caruso. And you probably have noticed that he has suddenly began to pummel the airwaves with ads in his run for mayor in his efforts to defeat Congresswoman Karen Bass to replace Garcetti. Well, you just never hear anything about him anymore, do you? Is he ever going to get to <laughs> India? He's evaporated. He's evaporated. Poof. Which is why there's a guy sitting on uh, that poor woman's porch in Van Nuys. Yeah. You know, I saw a story that, uh, boy, they really put up some bucks for that lobbying firm to try to get him that India job. But did, it looks like they're not getting any traction. Did, did I send you? No, I don't think I sent you this. There was, a, there, was a, there was a new book out on Joe Biden's 2020 campaign and and his relationship with Obama over the years. And when the 2020 campaign was heating up, all the prospective Democratic candidates went to see Obama. He's like the kingmaker. They all went to kiss the ring, right? Yeah, and, sure. and they wanted his advice and they wanted his evaluation. Do you, do you think uh, I have a chance? You think I'd be a good candidate? You know, what, what, do I need to, what do I need to learn, right? So they all went to see the master. And some of them would say, give it to me straight what you really think. And Obama really relished this. You know, if he was asked to give it to the candidate straight, he brutalized them. Garcetti went. And he told Garcetti, basically told Garcetti to forget about it. He said, nobody knows who you are and you don't have a vision. Wow. <laughs> oh, this was running for president. This is running when to Garcetti run. was testing the waters. Yes, right. when Garcetti was testing the waters for president, he went to see Obama and Obama said, nobody knows who you are. You don't have a vision. Oh, that's funny. What are you doing? <laughs> An insider told that? Uh, yeah, yeah. People who were knew about the... Uh, the meeting? The meeting, yeah. <laughs> he did that with another uh, number of other candidates as well. He tried to discourage them. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, between Bass and Caruso, there's stuff about USC and her scholarship, and there's been these other... And of course, the robbery with the guns. But here's a new one. Let's play the ad. Are you considering running no. for... That is why the words are exciting of your founder, L. Ron Hubbard, in the creed of the Church of Scientology. The Church of Scientology, I know, has made a difference because your creed is a universal creed. I look forward to helping you bring about the difference for everyone in the city and from the nation, the world. So that's it. 
She's connecting Karen Bass to the Church of Scientology. What was she doing promoting the Church of Scientology? I don't know. Oh, my goodness. I thought he'd bring up the Cuba thing, which you and I have talked about, her praise of Castro. Wow, she's into a lot of nutty stuff. Uh, Why do you have to uh, go public with your rah-rah for the Church of Scientology? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm looking. Well, I'm looking this up. Uh, this I this I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, it says here. Well, here's a story from 2020. Bass corrects explanation for appearing at Scientology event. She said that the church's new headquarters happened to be in my congressional district. So. She appeared and spoke effusively. Oh, that must be where the audio is from. At the opening of the Church of Scientology's headquarters. In Los Angeles a decade ago. That's probably where that audio comes from. Oh, and, and and she lied. She claimed it was in her district, but the headquarters was outside her district. Yes. And so then she had to correct the statement. Yes, it says, in drafting a tweet, I mistakenly so, described the event in Los Angeles as being in my district. I regret the error. And then they asked why she appeared and spoke glowingly about the church, and Bass's spokeshole did not respond. <laughs> what, That's a good what one. What is that about? The event was drew a massive crowd. Was attended by top Scientology brass. Hmm. Oh, that that those are scary weirdos. No, she those said are, the Church a- of Scientology has made a difference because your creed is a universal creed and one that speaks to all people everywhere. She told the crowd. <laughs> this is why the words are exciting of your founder, L. Ron Hubbard, in the creed of the Church of Scientology. That all people of whatever race, color, or creed are created with equal rights. Was was she trolling maybe for campaign Donations, contributions? Because maybe. there's a lot of rich, batty uh, Hollywood types that belong to Scientology. That's that is a group of whack jobs. Did you ever see? Because uh, it was on HBO the other day, and it's, it's like 14 years old now. Bill Maher's religious, religious. Did you ever see that uh, uh, film he made? No, I always wanted to though. <laughs> I just, just I, he kind of recaps the world's big religions and it's hysterical just because they're like crazy. Yeah, they're all crazy. And he did a bit on Scientology that was funny. <laughs> all right, we turn now to uh, a real subject for the John and Ken show. UC housing crisis forces students into multiple jobs to pay rent and include sleeping bags and stress. So I guess the housing crunch has now affected the UC students and they can't find uh, on-campus housing. And I guess uh, they can't even find off-campus housing. Right, because the rents are so bad. So I see, I have a a lot of questions about this. um, Why would a school take in so many students and not have any accommodations for them, knowing that there aren't any local accommodations that they could afford? What, what, right. what, what are you doing? You and 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 because in the story it said one student was told to go sleep at a Walmart in Is a parking right? lot. Yeah, they're squeezing and, three students to a dorm room as a stopgap in well, some campus. Oh, which is which is terrible. One one of my sons got that uh, got that for a year. That, <laughs> one room. Huh? That that's terrible. Yeah, and of course he had the kid who stayed up all night till six in the morning. No, and then would no. sleep all day. Yeah, the kid who never went to class would do all his work in the middle of the night and was busy socializing and uh, ingesting. 
Now, were these uh, kids whose parents can't afford the off-campus housing, or just isn't any available in some of these places? Uh, both. I the, you go now, some up, of this is UC Irvine, some of it's Santa Cruz. I'm seeing the names oh, of the schools. Uh, the, the the housing like in in the Bay Area, that whole uh, Northern California region, it's all yeah. it's all absurd. It, it's completely absurd, and most people can't afford it. Oh, wow. so I I don't know with all the money, all the tax money that flows. The, the billions of dollars that these schools accumulate, they should be building housing on their campuses. A lot of these schools have plenty of room on their campuses, and they just never build the housing. So then you should stop taking students in. And the students need Kids to go to another Kids are sleeping in their cars. I mean, would you, would you enroll in a school where you had to sleep in a car? Now, why are you going there? If you find out you have to sleep in your car, why are you sleeping in your car? It's not worth it. There's got to be a school just as good that you could... You know, I you, guess because UC, you know, you get cheaper tuition because you're in state. Maybe that's why it's a factor. You can't just well, go anywhere in the country because yeah, it's too I, expensive. I, I, I get it, but if you if you don't have a home, that's that's part of life. You're only in in classes, you know, for a few hours a day. The rest of the day, you're in the front seat of your car. That's nuts. There's I, a guy that's living in a trailer in a lady's driveway. She allows him bathroom privileges. Oh my God! <laughs> I, <laughs> you talk this is about UC Santa Cruz. You talk about cruel and inhumane. I and 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 the the the, the racket that these colleges have, and they're then they're way short. I mean, I mean, here uh, in the UC system, nine thousand four hundred students were denied university housing. Oh. Nine thousand four hundred. Oh, and I mentioned this. UC Berkeley was going to build student housing at this People's Park. You ever see that stinking place oh in Berkeley? Yes. They halted construction because too many people protested. There were angry yeah. police clashes. Yeah. So for now, the project's off. Off. It was supposed to house 1,100 undergraduates. Yeah. And some homeless people, too. Yeah. And, and, and rents for like two... Uh, two bedroom apartments in in the Bay Area, like four thousand, six thousand dollars right. that range. Oh, I believe and, it. Oh, yeah. and they're dumps. They're dumps. They're fire traps. I thought rents were dropping though because some people are moving out of there. Well, I heard in San Francisco. And, well, that's what they're talking about now. All that office space that's not being used. They're thinking about turning into housing yeah, well, of some they, kind. They, they they better they better get there. They ought to they ought to do the conversion now. Uh, w- one of the students. Described living in a car for the entire year, went to campus officials for help, and was told to sleep in Walmart parking lots. <laughs> you should have recorded that. Uh, it was at UC Irvine. Wow. Uh, UC Irvine denied this, saying they're unaware of any such suggestion. If we become aware of a student who may be sleeping in their car, we have social workers dedicated to helping students seeking secure housing. But they, it's not available at an affordable price. Yeah. You're taking in too many students. Ay. And I don't know. You just you just can't go to a school if you gotta live it, you gotta live in the streets. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken show on KFI and live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. All right, so beginning in the year 2035, in the state of California, we all know by now you will not be able to buy a new gas-powered vehicle. You want to buy a used car? Go ahead. They're going to phase out new cars that are 
gas powered. They'll probably ban that too. So, yeah. In connection with this, we bring you a couple of stories. One is a study that says, unbelievably, because of the 2% of us who own electric vehicles in the state often bring them home and charge them up overnight after driving them back and forth to work. Well, we may, overta- we may overtax the power grid if everyone does that. More drivers, according to this Stanford study, are just going to have to charge their cars during the day or pfft, because of the solar energy deficiency at night. Did we talk about that earlier? We did. The sun does not shine at night. Yeah, there, there was, isn't a lot of solar energy to be had. There was this stupid recommendation a few weeks ago during the heat wave when we were running short of power between 4 and 9 o'clock that you should charge your car at night. Except the power availability at night is even less because of the sun and wind issue. The wind's calm generally at night and the sun is not there. Yeah, and so, because people are home, they're using more energy than right. they would when they're at work or somewhere else. See, the problem from 4 to 9 o'clock is there's a lot of uh, energy needed. The problem in the middle of the night, there's much less energy available. Either way, it means we have to be building nuclear energy plants and natural gas energy plants, period. I, you, 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 you just... The, this is what I'm saying. What is going to happen when this all becomes a reality? Is it simply the legislature is going to have to surrender and repeal all the mandates? Because Newsom will be gone, right? He's leaving this time bomb behind him. This whole yeah, thing he's is not gone. running for president either, right? So he's going to go off to where you know some other planet, and we're going to be left with an electricity grid that is terrible. We have. Uh, Far, far short of electric charging stations and this stupid electric vehicle mandate. This study says that it was looking at the year 2035, figuring that there'll be a lot more people with EVs because you're going to have to go that way. And they say that if people do this, peak electricity demand can increase by up to 25% at night if people do this. So their recommendation is. They build out the charging station grid across the state so people can charge when they're at work or charge when they're driving home from work. They can stop somewhere before they do anything at night. What if people just don't play the game and they just don't buy the electric vehicles? Because these cars now, they can can last 20 years if you maintain them. They could. People could stick right for a while with whatever they have when the deadline comes. I've been changing cars every five years or so. I don't have to. I, I, you know, my dad used to keep cars 10, 12, 13 years, and these were the old cars, you know, back in the 70s, American-made cars that would fall apart. But these current cars, especially if, you know, you get uh, the German cars or the or the uh, Japanese cars, they go on forever. You can get two, 300,000 yeah, miles on Hundreds of thousands of miles yeah. on them, right, right. So I, I don't, I don't, I, I mean, I'm not going to play this game. There's going to be a lot of people who say, screw it. I'll just buy a car I really like, and I'll take care of it. And I'm not going to – I mean, charging stations? Yeah, there's a writer for the El Segundo Times named Russ Mitchell who recently posted a column. He's a big EV fan. He has a Ford F-150 Lightning EV. He decided to try to drive it from Berkeley 
down the I-5 to Long Beach, 400 miles. Whoa, what did he find out with the charging experience? Horrible. Charging stations were hard to find. Maps were not reliable. Paying for a charge with a credit card often proved troublesome. Too many chargers were broken or otherwise out of order, or just said unavailable. Yeah, that is a real problem because unlike gas stations where pumps and you have an actual clerk like behind the counter inside because it's usually a convenience store, these charging stations kind of just run on their own because it's, you know, you just pay with a card or whatever. Well, part They're of the problem... They don't really get fixed or maintained that, that well, I don't think. Well, part of the problem, he wrote, is that installing and operating a charging station has a whole mix of players involved. You have the marketer of the charging station, and then you have the installer. Then you have the owner of the site. Like Whole Foods now has... Charging stations. Right. Oh, yeah, a lot of grocery stores. A lot of stores do. Yeah. A lot of grocery stores, mini mart owners, so it, maybe it's their responsibility. Or is it the electric utilities? There's some problem there. The Internet provider, right, because you need the Internet to, to pay the bill. The credit uh, card company. The manufacturer of the charger itself. There are so many different parties, and everyone can say, oh, it's not my responsibility. It's not my fault. But you're standing there with no juice in your battery, and you're 100 miles from home, at least... I mean, how many times in your life did you go to a gas station and none of the pumps worked? Pretty rare. Yeah. But you can go to an EV charger and it doesn't work, or there's another guy standing there for an hour and a half and you got to wait for him? I it mean, says here, according to a poll last year, 34% of EV owners surveyed reported problems with public chargers. Uh, 20% showed up at a public station and they ended up not charging at all. And of that group, 72% said the station was out of service. See, that's bad news. Here's Russ Mitchell's experience as he's driving down the five. He was running low on electricity at the foot of the grapevine. He found a charge point station off Interstate 5 at Fraser Mountain Park Road. Two chargers uh, 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 next to a jack-in-the-box parking lot. Only one of the two was a fast charger. The fast charger was not working. The oh. digital readout said unavailable. He called the toll-free customer service number. Yeah, the charger was unavailable. Why? Uh, they don't know. The other charger was the slow-charging one. He plugged in, waited an hour and 15 minutes, and after an hour and 15 minutes, he added nine miles of range. No. Nine. That's beyond slow. It was enough to get <laughs> That's down. That's the snail charger. Nine miles, hour and 15 minutes. And you're in the grapevine? Yes. <laughs> Good luck with the hills. Oh, I read a story the other day. Electric cars are not very efficient in cold weather. No, and you know, no. And plus with air conditioning, they'll eat up your charge if you need air conditioning. Yeah. So um he uh, but he the nine miles got him far enough down Interstate Five to another charge point fast charger. Uh, you know, oh, I'm not dealing with this. This is crazy. This is just crazy. Oh, and then he mentions the whole mining thing. The batteries that power electric vehicles require prodigious amounts of mined materials, lithium, cobalt, copper, nickel, graphite, and the like. The more EVs produced, the more mines must be dug. Yeah. Some EV proponents would prefer those mines be dug in somebody else's backyard in Chile or the Congo. Oh, the Congo? Where they enslave uh, women and children to, to work in the mines. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's like LeBron James doesn't care about enslaving uh, Chinese workers to make his stupid sneakers. Uh, oh, your friends, the Uyghurs. 
Yeah, the Uyghurs, right? Yeah. Enslaving Uyghurs is okay by LeBron James as long as he gets his big uh, sneaker money. Well, same thing here. People are going to be real thrilled with their environmentally correct electric vehicle and you let the the poor african women and children in the congo get well, brutalized plus i heard the environmentalists are not happy with the mining because they think no. that can cause other no. destructive it, uh, problems it with is the environment. very destructive to the environment you've just traded one evil for another there's no moral high ground here you want to live What's a your modern... rule in general just wait three days and this one we may have to wait a year or so and this whole story could turn around yeah this may all catch up on this uh, rush to have all electric vehicles. Yeah, I mean, because now, finally, fi I mean, the one thing, Newsom signing that bill created a reality. And now everybody's writing about the reality. Well, Jay, what's life going to be like? Jay, we don't have an electrical grid. We don't have electrical chargers that work in any great numbers. They're not even installed. The ones that are installed malfunction. So now what? The the average EV is $66,000. Well, who's going to pay for that? Holy moly. This is just one of the all-time stupid ideas in the history of humanity. All right. We're coming up on the John and Ken Show on KFI AM 640 live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. Well, here's a name you haven't heard in a while. Edward Snowden. Edward Snowden was a government contractor back in 2013 he passed hundreds of highly classified National Security Agency documents to The Guardian and The Washington Post. He fled looking for asylum in Ecuador. He set out from Hong Kong to reach South America. He eventually ended up in something called the transit zone of Moscow's airport. He has been there for nine years. The news today, Putin is granting him citizenship. And this just in, immediately sending him to Ukraine. <laughs> yeah, now he he's must fight. Now he's going to get drafted. He's 39. <laughs> still young enough to fight. What kind of a nut gets involved in this stuff? I don't know. He's got a wife. I didn't know that. Boy, she, she uh, really won a prize there, huh? Some... In 2020, he got permanent residency in Russia, but now he's getting citizenship now on the other front that's going on in that country and you're wondering just how big this is going to get a russian draft officer was shot by a man who was angry at his friend's conscription and another man set himself on fire oh. in a protest to oppose putin's mobilization this protests are continuing to grow in regions of russia Right now, the officers are just firing their weapons into the air to disperse the angry crowds. And, of course, thousands of cars have lined up at the Russian border as young men try to flee the country. So you wonder how big this is going to go? I don't know why anybody who didn't... who I would think anybody who just believed in uh, Russian dominance, right, and loyalty to the Russian government... They would, have, they would have joined the military by now, right, and joined the war. Anybody who hadn't joined by now doesn't ever want to go because why would you, right? But, you know, there are some, some guys who, who love the action. They want to go and kill people, you know, all the, all the psychos in society. There's I think this is another big miscalculation by Putin. I mean, this is a guy that grew up and he was in the KGB and he really felt wedded to the communist mother country. He he thinks all the young people are like that now? I don't think so. 
No, they're he not. He thinks that they're all would, would love to stand up and uh, sign up and head to Ukraine to fight for Russia. Eh, or, I think he's finding out that's not uh, even close. Or he's just forcing them because he has to. Yeah, because exactly. he, he, he screwed up. He he can't beat Ukraine and with with the current military he has. He cannot win. Ukraine has too much of the West on its side. That's why the only other option he's been talking about is setting off some nuclear missiles. There have been protests in more than 38 cities in Russia against this. Putin also announced that if you don't fight in Ukraine, you face a 10-year prison sentence. He just signed that law on the weekend. I don't know if they're rounding anybody up yet and charging them, but that's what he's threatening them with. Of course, as I said, they're they're leaving. They're trying to get out of the country yeah, you as gotta, fast as they can. You've got to get to the border before that draft notice shows up at your house. Yeah, as I mentioned yesterday, some countries won't take the Russians who are fleeing. They don't think that's qualified for asylum just because you're fleeing being drafted into the military. Well, then they all ought to come here. We don't have any rules. Are you going to welcome them? Wait a minute. You're not welcoming the migrants from I'm, Central from Venezuela. No, I'm not welcoming anybody, but I'm just saying if I was one of them, I'd come here because we're not blocking anyone for any reason. Yeah. And I bet Any you soldiers who... who voluntarily surrendered also will face a 15-year prison sentence, according to the news from Russia. Because we've been hearing that that's happening, that they, some of them are surrendering in Ukraine. Just like, <laughs> I give up. Well, if they end up back in Russia, they could face it. You know a... what? You just got to run. You know what You know what? my, my dad did when the World War II ended? You know, because he was captured by the Nazis and he was in a, a farm camp. When they heard on the radio that the war was over, that the Americans had defeated the Germans. Right. He just ran. He and his friends just ran. And they ran to a train station, and he jumped on a train, and the train took him somewhere, and I think he ended up in, in Holland. Oh, that's when the war and was over? When the war was over, yeah. Because he didn't know what was going to happen to him. He was Polish. He was in Germany. The war was over, but you don't know who was going to be in charge and what was going to happen next. And he, he just did, he and his, his buddies, they just, you get out of there. Yeah, just keep moving, keep running, get a, get on. And he kept moving until he ended up uh, joining the English Army and driving trucks for five years, reconstructing Europe. He and was he was in England. He worked for the English Army, driving uh, the trucks all over mainland Europe. All over Europe, okay. Yeah, all but over Europe. Yeah. What did he have as a home during that time? Did he have a where did he well, go? I guess they went from base to base. Oh, you know, really? They, yeah. Wow. It was, and then it was, he got to New Jersey, right? Legally. Yeah, I always got to put that in. Legally. Uh, Conway's here. Hey, now. Hey, uh, they, they were a different generation, you know? Tough. Uh, tough mother effers. I have not <laughs> had one day as rough as he had five years. That's Ten right. Ten years, really. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, uh, you haven't had one minute compared to the, you know, the, the, the no. nightmare they no. lived. And we're soft. Never complained about it his whole life. Never. My Never grandmother. He was a victim or, or oppressed. Or, yeah, everybody's got, you know, those those people have a story. My grandmother was born in Romania, one of 11 kids. And my great-grandfather had just enough money, saved enough money, put her on the Ile de France, Center of America. Never saw her family again. Never yeah. saw her mom or dad again. Sent letters. They never received any money or anything. And just, you know, she was American now. Yeah, you know? that's it. That's crazy, huh? Yeah, and that's why I can't put up with everybody. Every, everyone's complaining. <laughs> Guy's standing out in the street, and he wants money from me. Get out of here. Uh, Rod Pyle's coming on. He's a space expert. Uh, we just saw, you know, they um, tried to move that asteroid. 
Hopefully they didn't move it towards Earth, right? That could also have been a possibility. I worry about that, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah, the guy made a mistake, like, oh, sorry, where is it going? Manhattan. <laughs> uh, multiple people injured after scaffolding collapse in Hollywood. That's uh, horrible news, right? Somebody cut corners there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Where'd that happen? In Hollywood, and, and I guess OSHA's there looking at it now. And, and one of these scaffolding went right through a Prius. Guy's driving a Prius, like a taxi, Right? I mean, he's not knocking it out. He's just getting by, and then scaffolding goes right through his window. Horrible. Yeah, Prius can't take that. Uh, and then uh, Gavin Newsom rejects mandatory kindergarten. Uh, they can't mandatory, mandatory kindergarten law. So I guess it's all up to the parents what they, uh, how you educate your kids. And then Costco's, uh, you know, hot dog and soda combo. It's going to stay under two bucks possibly forever. How about that? Good news, right? Excellent. I know you don't go there, but a lot of people do. No, I mean, if you rely on the hot dog and soda for $1.99, <laughs> then yeah. Buck 50, right? Buck, even, is it even better. Right? All right. But that hot dog's too big. Is it, it? Yeah, it's too, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> you need to have a thinner wiener. Well, well, you, oh, geez. Yeah. What do you expect Ding for $1.50? <laughs> you get what you pay for. <laughs> you know when there's too much meat and not enough bun? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's too, overwhelming. It's too fat. I usually find the reverse: too much bun, not enough meat. Oh, see, I don't. I, I don't. I like the. I like the Dodger dogs. A lot of meat, little bun. Right? It mm. sticks out the sides. Right? Yeah, that's right. You can enjoy it. Ding dong. <laughs> All right. Be <laughs> right. a new segment. You know, you could review hot dogs around the world. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, we went to um, uh, Pink's, and you know, Hugh Hauser, right? One of the the yeah. great man. Every time I land on Hugh Hauser's uh, TV show, I watch it till the end. You know, uh, the uh, what was the, the uh, Golden State, and then he had another one. Uh, uh, yeah, I remember California shows, Gold. Yeah. Yeah, right, it was great. Right. And so I go to uh, uh, Pink's Hot Dog, and and he's presenting his hot dog like twenty years ago, and it's two hot dogs in one bun. I'm like, that's too many hot dogs. <laughs> that's too many dogs. That's too much. Yeah, that's too much. Big dog with it. All right, Conway's next. All right, Can't go. Chaos THD two, Los Angeles, Orange County, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for for complete terms.